welcome back to the Kings and Brothers podcast. This is episode three. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know everybody is very busy, so it really means a lot for you to take a few minutes out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to episode one and two, I highly encourage you to do so. Right now, we are just kind of building the foundation of what this podcast and community is going to be. So just to to reiterate a little bit what we talked about before in the last episode, I'm taking the first three episodes to talk about some work that was done by an author named John Eldridge and his book, Wild at Heart, details a, a philosophy of what it takes to be a successful man and what a man needs to live a successful life. And through the three tenets of that is a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. So in episode two, we hit the first of those, which was a battle to fight. I hope you were able to get a lot out of that. So please go back and listen to that if you haven't had a chance. And today we're going to talk about an adventure to live. So let's get right into it. Consumed with playing cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers, while your sister was more interested with playing dolls or playing house or a game like that. Without consciously being told by anybody, including your parents, you were looking for adventure. You were an adventure seeker. But let me ask you this. When did that change in your life? I surmise that for most boys, this changes once you get out of college. And there's several interesting things that happen around that time period in your life that facilitates that change. One, you now have some real responsibilities, probably for the first time. You have bills to pay, and you may need to start paying off your college loans. Undoubtedly, this puts a lot of pressure and stress that you didn't have before. Also, you probably have a real job that comes along with a new routine, a boss to please, deadlines to meet, and office politics to navigate. Also, you're probably away from your tribe for the first time in a long time, and I think this is a big one that most people don't think about. A lot of the guys you probably were used to hanging out with in college on a daily basis, seeing, living with, going on adventures with, playing sports with, and maybe doing a little bit of risky stuff with, have scattered to the four winds after graduation. And it leaves a big void as this was your group of people to do life with for two or to four years. And now you're on your own. And then you may also be pursuing or have a wife. If you're like me, especially, I married pretty young. But once men have settled down, they seem to lose some of their fire, or they let their wives extinguish it. Now, I don't say this to be critical of all women, but let's be honest, some women want to tame their men. While it's important to take care of your wife and attend to her, it's dangerous to let go of the side of you that seeks adventure. As a general principle, women value safety as one of their highest priorities, if not the highest, while men tend to be comfortable with taking risks. If you think back to the previous episode about a battle of fight, you'll see why that's important. But these differences should be complementary between men and women. However, sometimes they become adversarial if things are out of balance and women try to tame their men instead of letting him engage in healthy risk-taking activities. We'll probably talk about this dynamic on future podcasts, but... I want to mention it briefly here as it's important in an area that can generate a lot of conflict in a marriage, and one of the reasons you see men self-neuter in order to keep the peace in their marriage. 
Now, the more we let go of that adventurous spirit we are born with, the more of us dies over time. I talked about this a little bit in a previous episode regarding the socialization of boys and how it differs from how girls are socialized. Over time as a society, we have begun to socialize boys more as gir- more like girls. The message of safety as the highest priority has tamed and tamped down who God made us to be. How did this happen? I, I think you could probably think about a lot of ways, but for sake of the podcast time, I'll just mention a few. First of all, before the Industrial Revolution, many men were farmers or worked their land, and their sons would work with them in the field or perhaps their shop, whether it was a general store, a blacksmith shop, or a mill. They would learn their father's trade and be around them to soak in their masculine influence. Post-Industrial Revolution, men went into the factories, and this link between father and son was broken. Secondly, from kindergarten through high school, the majority of teachers that you interact with are women. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but undoubtedly men and women have different ways of teaching and communicating, different ways they uphold standards, and different ways they discipline. Like we mentioned in the last episode, most classrooms in today's day and time are set up to better suit how girls learn via lecture style as opposed to boys who tend to like to learn via tactile or kinesthetic methods. The next reason is that fatherless homes continue to skyrocket. Per the U.S. Census Bureau numbers of 2022, one in four kids, think about this, one in four kids come from homes without a father present. This is a remarkably sad number. Children, especially boys, need a strong father in the home to know what behavior to emulate, how to treat women, and what behavior is acceptable or not. Even if a mother is doing her absolute best, she does not know what it's like to be a man. And as I mentioned, her number one objective is safety and making sure that her child reaches adulthood in one piece. But this isn't how the best way to raise a young man to be his best. The next reason is societal pressure. Particularly in Western culture, we are bombarded by slogans such as the future is female or girls run the world. The message is we don't need strong men anymore. If you want to have success in this world as a man, become more like a woman. I truly believe the powers that be are using every tool in their tool belt to diminish strong men and make people more reliant on daddy government. And lastly, on this point, we can't leave biology out of this. We know that hormonally, one of the biggest differences between men and women is the testosterone levels in men. Testosterone is the major hormone that gives man his masculine characteristics and also contributes to how he presents himself, his assertiveness, aggressiveness, uh, comfortability taking risks. Feel free to look this up on your own, but it's been well documented now that men's testosterone levels have been dropping over the past years. While the reasons for this aren't totally known, there are many theories, including the microplastics that we use Processed foods, obesity levels can contribute. I don't want to go full conspiracy theory, but I don't think the powers that be will be upset that men's levels have been dropping. It makes men more compliant, more docile, more docile, more agreeable, and more controllable. So with those thoughts to help frame our discussion, let's talk about why is it important for men to live an adventure. But first I want to highlight something I've noticed about modern man. To a large extent, we outsource our adventures. What do I mean by that? Many men now live vicarious adventures through other men's lives. 
This could be watching your favorite athlete or celebrity. It could be your favorite IG or YouTube star. Or it could even be a fictional game or movie character. Engaging in these activities and seeing your team win or an IG star accomplish a big goal gives you that dopamine hit without you doing anything. And guess what? There's no risk to you. You're not the one having to go out and, and, and train for a certain activity. You're not the one having to go and potentially be embarrassed in front of others. However, when you take time to really think about it and reflect, you know that their win is not yours. Their accomplishment is not shared with you. You weren't part of the team. <laughs> You're just a fan. And it leaves you to feel empty until you get that next high from watching that next reel or that next game. Now, if you could look on my IG page or view my IG history, you would tell very quickly I'm all about seeking motivation and inspiration from people who are winning, who are taking adventures and accomplishing big goals in their life. But you have to use that as inspiration for you to go and live your own adventure. So what does living an adventure look like? Here's what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about abdicating your responsibilities and traveling around the world. I'm not saying you have to invest a ton of money or time and hike the Appalachian Trail or climb Mount Everest unless that appeals to you. I'm saying to start setting up your schedule in your life so that it invites periodic adventure. So what does that practically mean? First off, I'd like to suggest something called a misogi, M-I-S-O-G-I. As you might can tell, this is a Japanese term, and essentially it means doing something hard one time each year where there's a 50-50 chance whether you complete it or not. Speaking about people I follow on Instagram, this is something I learned from Jesse Itzler, who's an entrepreneur and um, also does some ultra running and, and things of that nature. But it's meant to be something epic, a one-time event per year. As a personal example, for me this year was my 50-mile trail run. If you follow me on Instagram that I did um, <clears throat> back in September. Unfortunately, in my case, but it goes back to the 50-50 chance, I didn't finish. I timed out at 41 miles. But that was my one event per year. That was an adventure. And the idea is that the lessons you learn during that event are so impactful, it will remain with you for the rest of the year. In most cases, this is probably going to be something that has a physical or outdoor component as a way to test yourself, both mentally and physically. It will also take some logistical planning and some financial resources, although it doesn't have to be extravagant. So the sooner you can decide it now, the better, so you can plan for it in your budget for 2024. Some examples might be doing an Ironman, hiking the Appalachian Trail, doing an event, uh, I think it's called 90219 or something of that nature. That's an event where you, um, that's the height of Mount Everest. But instead of doing it, having to go to Mount Everest, you go to a mountain um, that is, you know, maybe several thousand feet tall and you go up and down until you reach that uh, feet that Mount Everest is. That's also a, a very cool event. That's one on my bucket list. Now, that being said, we want to encourage adventure throughout the year, not just one time, as a way of living, not just once, so you need to find ways to regularly schedule adventure in your life. 
In this case, to me, the most important things are the when, so getting something regularly scheduled, and the why. I'm doing this to have an adventure. The what isn't as important, but I'll give you some a few ideas to hopefully help you brainstorm what would work for you. First one, going on a long hike on a trail that you haven't been on before. Maybe even working in some kind of um, uh, tracking or guidance like with a compass that you haven't done. Learning that skill. The second, signing up for a race or a Spartan race, an obstacle course race that's a longer distance than you've done before. Another idea is learning a new skill or hobby. Um, a friend of mine very recently took up playing the violin, uh, not the violin, the guitar, and he's learning that and taking time every day to practice this and even playing in a, a band sometimes. That was something that he didn't really have experience in, but he's that's an adventure for him. Another idea is going on a long kayak trip, whether that's overnight or just several hours. Another idea is camping out somewhere remote that you haven't been to before. Another idea is running a Ragnar, which is a relay type race with a group of friends. And then lastly, something like building a house if you, or something on a shed or something on your property that you haven't done before. Again, learning a new skill is also part of this taking on an adventure. Obviously, there's a lot of options and it can cater to what you like specifically or what's available to you or financially feasible at this time. But you want it to be something that gives you that nervous and excited feeling where you're not quite sure how things will end up. The other cool part about this is that you can include other people in the adventure. As another example, a couple years ago, me and my brother decided to start a thing that every other year we would go on a trip together. And the, our first one was um, to Tennessee in the mountains, and we did some, some hiking and some other fun things, but that was an adventure for us. So as we turn the page on 2023, look at your calendar, if you haven't already, and what can you schedule as your Masogi? What can you do to add smaller adventures throughout the year? I, I really want you to take this seriously. Sit down, look at your calendar, and start planning and thinking this out because it's going to take some logistics. It's going to take some resources. So you want to do this now. And I promise you that if you do this, it will add a lot of joy and fulfillment to you. But I want to close out with why is this so important? Why is it so important for men to take adventures? I think it gives you something to look forward to and it takes you out of your day-to-day existence. We get so locked into our daily routines and lives that we sometimes forget to live and push ourselves beyond what our current boundaries are. And that's exactly what adventures do. It pushes you to grow. When we think about learning, we think about it usually in the context of growing up. Kindergarten through college, we understand the process of learning and going to school. But after college, many of us quit learning. Humans are at our absolute best when we're learning new things regardless of our age. You've probably heard examples of people dying soon after they retire. Why is that? Because they no longer are engaging their minds and bodies in new opportunities. We should never stop learning. But you may wonder if taking time away from your family is worth it. But let, let me so let me say this. One of the ideas behind these adventures is to take what you've learned and bring it back to those you love and help improve their lives as well. 
we talked about this also in the last episode that men are supposed to progress in different phases of their life. They start out being, you know, a more um, warrior arts type. Eventually, they're supposed to go into the mentor type role. Well, how can you mentor people? How can you advise people if you haven't lived experiences that can teach them and show them anything? For many of us, our ancestors came over from other countries seeking a new life. A life with no guarantee, and they were willing to accept that deal for something better, the possibility of something better. The American spirit is a spirit of the adventurer. Lewis and Clark, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, the pioneers, even cowboys. But American men's spirit has been broken. So it's time we change that. It's time to get back to our roots. So thank you so much for listening today. Please go like and subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes now and Spotify. Also, please go join my Facebook group. It's called Kings and Brothers. There I also am going to be doing some lives. I'm hoping to build some more interaction there. I'm also looking into some other ideas for more interactions, so stay tuned for that. Also, I would love for you to go follow me on Instagram. Again, this is we're building the plane as we're flying it, so appreciate the patience with me as we get started here. But so thankful for you listening. And up next, we will close out this series and talk about what a man's need is for a beauty to rescue. And to be honest, out of this three topics, this is the one I'm most nervous about. But hopefully I can bring some uh, new perspective to you, something that we all can learn and grow from. So I'm excited to uh, launch that episode next Monday. So until we speak again, thanks again for listening to Kings and Brothers. Have a great week.